reminiscent of the planet Kamino, the Raw's resistance held strong to defeat the First Order of the A-League. It gave the fanbase a new hope as Wanderers were forced to play with their right hand chopped off due to injuries. However, thankfully none of the challenges could fall under the description of a Rogue One. Elsewhere, the Phantom Menace of Normalization became a reality as a former Senator, now Emperor, clings to the last throes of power with the threat of a wave of lava coming and wiping out the droid factory. Welcome to the Brisbane Football Review, back for another week, and it's James Scott and Adam with you for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. It's Star Wars Round! Scott, how excited are you for this? Did I quote Homer Simpson last week? Probably. Nerd! <laughs> yeah, where's that soundbite you promised? I know, it's not here, unfortunately. <laughs> Adam, I'm not as organised as you, clearly. I, I'm, I'm still trying to I'm trying to sort of get around that whole intro of yours. Like, I got a few lines, but the rest was like, you know what? what? The irony is, his hardest intro of the year is the one he got right the first time. I know, and I didn't even try <laughs> yeah. halfway through it like Darth Vader. Exactly. That's impressive. Well done. That's right. All right, so we've got a lot to cover this week. So let's start with the Homebush home wrecking. The Raw got up 2-0 over the Wanderers with goals from Massimo Macarone and Ivan Franic. It was a wet day, as we've pointed out already. What would you make of the game, Adam? Oh, look, I think the performance, if you're looking from performance, maybe not the best, but you know what? It's a result. It's three points. It's second win of the season. That should be what counts. Yeah, it's a scrappy win, but at this stage of the year, given the way the season's gone, you just needed a win there. Any circumstances, you just and, take it and move on. And at the moment, it is just three points. Yeah. You're not too fussed on how you get it, no. but with the way that, I suppose, the bottom six teams on the table are quite congested, wins are much more important than looking pretty. Wins are absolutely what they need at the moment with the way the Raw are going. We talked about later on, they've got five out of six at home. Getting on a roll now is crucial. So mm. this is a good start to that. Alright, so there were three changes made to the side. Papadopoulos out, obviously. Ben Kalfaller and Brett Holman were also out, I believe both with injuries. Yeah. And in came Daniel Bowles, Nick D'Agostino, Nick D'Agostino and Pettis Capetis. I'm going to start with Daniel Bowles. I thought, for the most part, he looked good, but there were a few moments where you could tell he was in his first <laughs> that game That one since. challenge when he got the yellow card. Yeah. It was way late, but <laughs> yeah. I thought he was really composed. I thought he did quite yeah. well for a first game back, <laughs> given he got thrown in. Out of absolute necessity. Well, we were talking about it last week. Yeah, you forgot to hit the brakes on that challenge. I remember yeah. that's like, oh dear. Mm. And you could tell, you know, with the ball at his feet, he got a lot more comfortable yeah. as the game went on as well. I think the first couple of times he was thinking, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then he finally, yeah. But kept the ball moving and I was quite happy with him Yeah, overall. he did really well. And I'll also say the two young guys who started in the front third added a lot of energy to the attack. Including mm. Dagerson, who actually had probably one of his better games in that number 10 role. Well, talking about balance in the squad, I think... Look, while you can still rate certain skills of the two guys that went out, Ben Kalfala and Holman, having that having that little bit of pace that comes with D'Agostino and Skipetis does sort of change things up. It did help a lot, particularly on the weekend as well. I thought they were two of the better players in the front third, particularly D'Agostino. I thought it was one of his better games. Yeah, I think from the defensive side of things as well, I think the games have really changed where, you know, for Daniel Bowles and Jacob Pepper in the back line, you know, the injury to Oriol Riera was, you know, that's yeah. probably... And even um, to less extent, Sotirio coming off after that, I think that really sort of maybe flattered... It blunted they would have the been under. attack, didn't it? Yeah. It really blunted them. Hmm. It did, but at the end of the day, like, the Wanderers 
you know, you can raise questions about their preparations for the game, but the Raws still had to go out yeah. and score those goals. Yeah. So Yeah. The Wanderers did start really well, though, in the first 15, 20 minutes on the back of Oriole Riera, and then after that, they really didn't threaten at all after that, I don't think. No. It became a real stalemate no. of a game, and the Raw got a couple of chances, and they took them. But mm. Well, I want to talk about Massimo Macaroni. I think the ball in for his goal is the sort of service that he really needs to get a lot more of. Yeah, it does. The service into him hasn't been the greatest. We've talked about that. He hasn't. He needs to do more as well, perhaps, but the service hasn't been great to him this year, and this was a good ball into him, and you saw predatory striker's instinct has turned first time and lashed it into the back of the net. It was a really good finish. Well, he's not that same sort of striker as Jamie McLaren who can chase the ball 40 no. metres down and then turn and get a shot on goal. Exactly. Look, that, and that's exactly what you want from your highly paid, you know, number nine yeah. is that, you know, first time st- he struck it and, you know, it was, it was a great goal, I think, for on his part and it broke a bit of a, a drought for yeah. him, which is also going to... Four a goal. Hmm. Hmm. And hopefully it's the start of a nice run of goals for him. <laughs> That wasn't a Star Wars reference, by the way. Okay, Scott. all right, cool. I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep up with how many you've made. I'm, I'm lost. Second half, Ivan Franić, the super sub. Yeah, that's a throwback to 2013, really, when he played on the right wing under Mike Mulvey. When you think about back when um, it was Jack Hingott at right back instead of Ben Halloran on the wing, and he scored a couple of goals there. Um, one against Melbourne Victory, and he scored against Adelaide in the finals as well. It's a real throwback to. Look, I yeah. think he showed his versatility again. I think he can play that role. I think the interesting, and this is where the interesting selections are now going, because I, I just wonder whether, you know, John Elwes is going to go with the temptation of now that now that he scored the goal and then he seems to be playing well to start him. I actually think, you know, maybe hold back, because I don't think Jack Hingott has done enough to deserve to be dropped, because that's that would be the obvious one. Or, well, that's, that's the dependent thing is, you know, do you, like I said, he's in the right wing stakes. You've got Ben Calfella, who's obviously the number one, arguably. Um, then you've got Scopettis, and then you've got French behind him. So I think the right back role would probably be better, but you don't, but you can't really punish Jack Hingott, you know, or put his performance on the mock up because of because of French. So I think I reckon that that super sub, you know, sixty minutes off the bench. I think that really may suit him at least at least for the uh, short term. Long term, who knows? But that's also where the comments from Aloisi at the start of the year, you know, will come back to hopefully come into effect, where if Franich and Hingert are the best right-sided combination, and going back to what I was just saying about Macaroni, I feel like Franich is probably that the best crosser they've got on that side. Like, mm. we saw, was it Chile 2014 in the World Cup? Oh, yeah. yeah, again, like, that was a perfect ball, and if you want someone that can get the ball into a striker's head or feet, Franich is a guy that is certainly capable of doing that. Yeah, and Bortiak has that ability to, you know, cut inside and get a shot off himself as well. Actually, that's one thing uh, I can touch on with Bortiak that came out today. He's talking about how Australian players, especially in his mind, are quite rough because he keeps getting kicked. Clearly, there's something about the Brisbane 22 jersey that just makes it eminently kickable. Yeah, they need to talk to Thomas Bortiak about that because he was the most foul player in the history of the competition, wasn't he? It makes you wonder, but you know, if, he, like, if he's complaining about you know, the treatment again, you know, I guess it's you know whether I guess he's ruling out you know a trip to England at some point because like I said <laughs> if you think that the A League is you know is high high contact very rough you know you wait to get to you know the English Premier League or even the Championship for that matter. It is something that I feel like he'll adapt to eventually, but it's probably one of those things that would be a shock to a player coming in and perhaps used to being able to get by without those sort of cynical challenges. No, in all seriousness, I think it's just adaptation. I think it's a bit of culture shock thinking, you know, it probably wasn't completely advised at what the Australian A-League style is like. But look, if he's, if he's worth a grain of salt, then the reputation comes, he'll figure it out. 
That's right. So, final question on the uh, recap. Have Brisbane turned a corner? I'll tell you next week. No, because like we yeah, saw after absolutely. the Melbourne City game, we thought they'd turned a corner and they got belted by Sydney FC. It, it's all good winning one game. You've got to get on a run. Mm. And this is a... We'll get to it in segment four. This is a tremendous chance for the Raw to get on a run. And as... As I suppose we said after that Melbourne City game, we are seeing signs of potential for a turnaround. Oh, absolutely! And look, and, and it's better, it's better to have you know you know Wellington Phoenix sort of you know as your next game rather than a you know task like a Sydney FC. So look, it's an eminently winnable game, and we'll get into it obviously later. But but yeah, I think will they get a roll, and I think it's also important that you now they do get on a roll. Yeah. All right, so just quick uh, touch on the other A-League results. Sydney FC 1-0 over Adelaide, just another one of those smash-and-grab performances. That's a winner's win, if you know what I mean. That's the sort of game you win if you're going to be champions. Mm. That's, what, that's, what, that's, that's a game a good team wins. Yep. Like that, because Adelaide dominated the game. And, yeah, no ball boys were harmed in the making of that match. No, not this time. <laughs> all right, uh, Melbourne City, bit of a surprise win over Newcastle. I think we all thought that there were two clubs headed in opposite directions, and City... Pulled it out with what was a fantastic goal by Manny Musket. Things it's you a, don't say very often. Yeah, I say, yeah. Like that, that was like a reversal form almost. That you know, Mel, like I said, Melbourne City. You know, you thought, oh, they're in, they're in real strife, but that was actually you know, a character building win. They they needed that win, and maybe you know Newcastle. Look, they they were good, but yeah, I think they'd be disappointed with that loss. Warren Joyce needed that win. To yep. re- he he's been given the full faith of the City Football Group in managing this team, as you've seen with news today, which we'll get to, but. He needed that win, I think, to really emphasise the point that he's making in terms of changing the culture of that club. And also, as well, given the staffing changes that uh, that yeah. happened last week as well, he really needed yeah. that. Yep. And Wellington threw away a lead like their fans are throwing away them deserving a spot in the competition. <laughs> so if these guys went 45 minutes, they would be almost top of the table. I think they were, they were 3-0 up over the Raw as well, and they let yeah. that slip. Yeah. They need to find a way to close out games. I don't know what Kiwi Four play the full ninety minutes, but they at Knicks at the moment are not. Yeah, they're not. They look. They look good in patches, but yeah, they're just not putting that complete performance, and they're paid for it. Well, New Zealand is a rugby country, so eighty minutes yeah. is pretty good for them. <laughs> it is, but and also we can't make too much fun of uh, Kiwi rugby at the moment, considering the state of Australian rugby. <laughs> Andre Kaludovic is playing very well though, as well. Mm. All right, so Central Coast 1-0 over Perth for the final game of the round. I was at my work Christmas party. What happened? You missed a great bit of play from Danny De Silva. That's what happened. Oh, that I saw. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. The effort, the intensity, and the quality to win the ball back and then go forward and create the chance. That was brilliant. I, I, like, I watched a bit of this game. The, the Central Coast midfield, Hiari, you know, Brahma and De Silva, is there a better midfield combination in the league at the moment? Mm. Yeah. So I'll tell you after they play Sydney. <laughs> Well, well, I beat them, so... Yeah. That's true. Good point, yeah. well made. Yeah. It's an interesting sort of mix at the moment. Just, uh, do you want to do the discussion in general on the first third of the season, or just go to a uh, break now? I'm going to leave it up to you guys this time. Okay, I'll very quickly say the surprise team has been Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of thought they'd be in and around the top six, but they look like they're going to be genuine contenders for you the first did. time in about seven years, which is really good for them. I mean, I think we all kind of thought Melbourne victory would be hit or miss based on the depth they have and we've kind of seen that but it's I, think, I think they will yeah. come back was, at some point I was going to say well, I'll take the other end of the spectrum and say the most disappointing and that's clearly Melbourne victory like they're, mm. 
they're, they're a side of talent that's just better than the other two games that they've won. And look, you, you can blame you can blame you know non you know players away at international, but they should have covered that. You don't like so they don't go buy players that are internationals and not factor in. Oh, at some point they're going to leave. So they, they've been a real disappointment. And you know, I, I don't know if Kevin Musk's job's in jeopardy, but. No, I doubt I, it very much. Yeah. I hear your point. Some say he's the leading contender for the Socceroos job, <laughs> despite <laughs> all of that. Mm. Actually, just when, while you mentioned the complaining about internationals, that kind of reminds me of uh, David Moyes a few years ago when he was the Everton boss. Oh, Moisey. Yeah, complaining do we about... Have, do we have internationals? <laughs> well, a few years no, ago when you had like yeah. Cahill and whatnot, <laughs> under David Moyes, where he kept complaining about losing players over the international break yeah. and them coming back tired. You've mentioned Moyes right there in the last couple of weeks. You've mentioned Arsenal. What happened on the weekend? What happened? Just by the way, what happened? Happened? Oh, would you like to go to a, a break now or do you want to answer that question? We'll be back. This is Brisbane for four of you. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam. We're going to take a look at the W League and Youth League in segment two here for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. Round six of the W League. Brisbane Raw 1 0 over Canberra United. Ah, just easy. Yeah, it did look quite easy. Actually, I didn't unfortunately didn't get to see the game because the live stream didn't work for me. But on the highlights, I saw it was a very com- comprehensive win, dominant with all all the, all the chances. So it looked a good win. It was a very very good performance by by Brisbane Roar. I think any questions about where they are, told contenders has been answered. I think it's a firm yes. I think they they really controlled that game. Look, and Canberra weren't that bad either. Now Canberra had their moments. Um, but like I said, that, like that back line at the moment for the yeah. Raw is just firing defensively. Yeah, it's three straight clean sheets and it's looking really good defensively for the Raw. I mean, we talked about last year about the lack of the goals that they scored, but they also conceded 21 goals last year, which is the most they've ever conceded. This mm. year it's five so far and four of them were in one game. So they're doing something yeah. right. So defensively, it's a lot more solid. You've got Caitlin Torpy there now in her second year, more stable. Summer O'Brien and Claire Bokkenhorn have established great, themselves as a, a great, great centre-back center pairing and... At left-back, Carson Pickett has slotted in perfectly, mm. and Celeste Bray in front of them as defensive midfielder. It's very solid. Back line with, of course, Mackenzie Arnold in goal, Matilda. So. From what I've seen, like Celeste Bray is one of the signings of the season. Yeah. Like The way that she's providing that screen, it, it's a little bit like what you saw you know, Pardaloo and Bratton yeah. do, which was just make a real pest of yeah. themselves. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, from that position is what you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, that, 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 that mill three, you know, Polkinghorn, O'Brien... And uh, Beret, that they're really nice. That's that's the key to it all. Also, really good on the ball and creating chances going forward as well. So it's not just one-dimensional. So it's carrying on in that tradition of raw deep line more, midfield. More Bratton than Pardalo, I think. But yeah. Well, either way, uh, long-range winner to win the premiership, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> or a header to win the grand final. Maybe. Actually, actually, should just mention Eric Pardalo while we're on it. He's uh, scoring some goals over in India. Yes, a Is goal it? very very similar to one he might have scored in a certain grand final. That's right. Anyway, back to the W League. Um, yeah, to make a butt with the winner seems to keep popping up. Yeah, because it, it was a nice little long ball, you know, yeah. through the middle of the uh, Canberra Canberra defence, and she just slotted home, and that was the game winner. It was a well crafted move, actually. The inch perfect pass, and then really good control from to make a butt to bring it down. And one other really encouraging thing at the moment is the fact that it's three straight wins away from home. Yeah. So they've got that sort of resilience to go and yeah. travel and do quite well. Yeah. It's very good. Hmm. Particularly if, five, if they do happen to play finals on the road, if that's the way it pans out. Which we hope they don't, no. but... Uh, what is it? This weekend, they've got a chance to go overtake Perth, 
who are I think they're equal on Perth, but Perth's got a far superior goal difference, obviously, thanks to Sam Kerr. Yeah, shocking that. Yeah. Um, and They do play each other again before the end of the season, so they have the chance. But we'll Over see. in Perth, though. Yeah. And Emily Gilnick, welcome back after a very successful stint in Norway. Yeah, look, she, um, let's see, she looked like she had some time off, you know, during that time, but um, look, she'll, she'll slot, you know, in well, like I said, it's, it, it really is also competition for positions at the moment with the women, you know, I think uh, Waikiki Chung stayed up front, I think she, with her not producing goals and whatnot, it may bring her under pressure with Emily Gilnick now, now sort of back in the side. You know, Gilnick came on on the wing into this game, didn't she? Uh, yeah, she I thought she did, did she replace some replaced one of the wingers, didn't she? She did for this yeah. game, but like I so said, I think... How'd they go as a combination? Because you saw the game, well, we didn't see it. How'd they go as a Gotta combination? Gotta love the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I think, I think you know, it worked pretty well in patches. I think, like I said, it's probably not enough time to figure out whether it's really working. But look, at the end of the day, I think that there's a lot to work with. I think, you know, Mel Andretti's got a very deep squad that can really do some things. Yeah, as you said, thanks, Fox, for getting the streams working well. Well done, Fox. <laughs> thanks for that. It was a debacle. Yes. Based mm. on their Premier League extra time column. <laughs> how do you spell debacle? <laughs> well, according how do you to spell it? How do Fox spell it? That's the question. Well, according it? to their extra time column, uh, debacle is D-E-B-A-R-K-L-E. So <laughs> Sounds about right to me. <laughs> oh, that That's still bugging me 48 hours after reading it. So, yeah. Uh, other scores from this weekend. Western Sydney nil, Perth 1. Sam Kerr scores, of course. Uh, Sydney FC 2-0 over Melbourne victory and Melbourne City and, Melbourne City and Adelaide 1-0. Tried to talk too one fast all, one there. 1-0. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cold and flu tablets doing their job. Uh, yeah, as we mentioned, Brisbane and Perth equal first on 12 points, but the Raw do have the game in hand, so that mm-hmm. could come in very handy this weekend. When the Raw play the Newcastle Jets at AJ Kelly Park in Redcliffe, Yes, this is a, this be a really interesting game this because Newcastle's that kind of under the radar side there. I think they're fourth on the table at the moment. They're going reasonably well, and I think it's a bit of a danger game for the Raw. It's one of those games where you you, don't, you can't rock up and assume you're going to win. It's a bit more dangerous than that. But I think uh, just in general at the moment, I think across yeah. the W League, I don't think there is a fixture at the moment where you can actually walk up and you know almost. Yeah. And, and that's been no, it hasn't been like that in the past. But this season, I think it's it's a close record. And especially, you know, with the Raw's history against Newcastle in the A-League, yeah. you, well, it uh, might just carry over They've to the got w history League. at AJ Kelly Park as well, at, between Raw and Newcastle. The Jets won 4-0 a couple of years ago. Mm. Oh, that's encouraging. So, yeah. and Very uh, different Raw team now to then, though. I'll tell you what, like, in terms of scheduling, the 4.30 kickoff is pretty good because yeah. you've got... Well, if the weather's anything like it is today, which I'm just checking the forecast, actually... Oh, I was just thinking off the back of my head, thinking about the last year with the so they might want to be careful, make sure they can get at least... 50 full, minutes yeah, in. Yeah, get 50 minutes in before the, any rain potentially comes in. Well, the forecast calls for no rain, so fingers crossed it stays that way yeah. and you can have a nice day out at Redcliffe. Yeah. yeah. No, and hopefully a decent crowd. Look, you're not going to get the crowds that you would at Suncorp, but now you hope that, you know, that there will be at least a decent crowd at AJ Kelly. Yeah, it's a nice little facility out there. We quite, we quite like it. Anyway, on to the Youth League. So, um, yeah, what did you see? Yeah, it was a really good um, something happened, yeah. Good. Well, apparently it happened. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, we know that we're all 1-2-1, one, one, but other than, um, sort of, in fact, 
I actually have to you know, personally thank Savannah Baff- Bafford for actually tweeting through yep. um, what was going through the game because that's about all the coverage we had. And, and look, it's something a bugbear no, no, of mine. there's sporadic tweets from Perth every 20 minutes. Yeah. What else do you want? And like I so said, I'm entering rant mode now because we've talked about before. All right, you do that. I'm going to go get another yeah. coffee. <laughs> and look, it's, it's just absolutely, utterly ridiculous that the National Youth League, you know, sponsored by Foxtel, and the best we can do is for coverage is to get direct message tweets from from you know relatives or players on the ground. You know, I mean seriously, like I said, these are the players that are supposed to be you know in five years' time the stars of the A League. Yet we can't even get a darn coverage from the official counts. You know, I know I know Perth don't care, or their, their mm. actions seem they don't really care about youth no, league. You nailed it or, with that. What or whatnot. But obviously, FFA have got to do something. Because like I said, you, you, the problem I see is that, and this is you know, speaking specifically about the Raw, is that you've got these young guys going around busting their asses every week, and then they're repaid by the fans the same when they get called up the first team, oh, who the hell's that? Now, if there was actually even a live stream or something like that going on, at least they'd know, they'd know these names. They'd know, you know the goal scorers, Daniel Leck, Bryce Baffert, who scored on the weekend. They'd actually know who they are, rather than you know, everyone thinking, oh, who, who, who's that? Is he any good? And so I think, you know what, if either FFA either do something about it and actually start getting some coverage or at least let people that actually want to do it, you know, do it. I think and I, I know, I know yeah. three gentlemen right on this table that actually would love the opportunity to actually yeah. cover that properly yeah. because Who's we're, third? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Adam's bang yeah. on when he said that yeah. Perth Glory don't care. I think he, Tony Sage led the charge a couple of years ago for the truncated version we yeah. have now. I think that basically sums up their interest in the youth league in general. But what I will say is, over the years, I've had a, a number of people um, who've sent through messages mm. about youth games who they've travelled to games that their, their son or son is in. I thank them for that because it yep. really has been helpful over the years. The coverage that they've helped provide because a lot of these games, Adam's right, you hear nothing. Yep. Sometimes you might be waiting well, if you without that coverage, you'd be waiting for something when, when way Bryce later Buffett in the day. When Bryce Buffett scored that second goal, because I was actually covering the game for our for our Facebook and Twitter, I was six minutes ahead. Of the official accounts, and I'm not—I'm not blaming Brisbane Raw, because they're—they're they're only feeding off. They would have been going I, off Perth, and yeah. squarely put the blame on the Perth Perth Glory Twitter account, and who else seen that? Because and even though they're, they're all over in, in Perth, someone what has I will, been there. The only mitigating factor I'll say for the Mariners, I know we've got to move on, is no, Perth. It's they—they probably were in Gosford on yeah. Sunday for their but game. How, but how I hear your point. But as yeah. a point there, how hard would it Surely be? Surely there could be someone yeah. there. Yeah. I, 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 what, an what intern I'm, or something who doesn't travel to the A-League games yeah, away or goes to cover it. Hell, even for the FFA, like I'm sure there's a Youth League Twitter account or something. No, no Youth League no. Twitter account, no Youth League Facebook account. That's, that's, there's okay, a fan-run well, Facebook account, which I know because I help run it. That's okay. it. That's the only social media for the that's, Youth that's League. That's the other problem. So well. how hard would it be to get, say, a Twitter yeah. account? I think it's actually up to the A-League clubs. Because I did see Melbourne City today posted out video of their nine-goal win over Melbourne Victory which they put the goals up which is more than anyone else has ever done for youth league coverage anyway I've got another rain on Melbourne City we'll get to in a minute alright well just quickly on that how hard is it to find a casual who can just you know, go no, down for two fly, hours. Fly, fly me over there if, if that's what it takes you know that's, that's the you know, <laughs> sorry the one trip for the year is over Adam yeah and, and, you're, and you're right not like I said at least in the, in the absence of the clubs doing it where, where is the FFA with their official account as well? Like they, they've, they've got a million people doing the A-League or W-League, but where is the official you know, the Youth League account? And since we're kind of crapping on Foxtel this week, yeah. it, like, I believe they have the broadcast rights? They, the they do have the broadcast sponsors. rights, yes. 
Because they, they have the grand final on TV. That's that's their one broadcast of the year. And they actually and, restrict everyone else from actually being able to share out their content. And how, how hard would it be to actually, I don't know, send a single camera and one guy down there yep. to... Well, they have cameras there because they record it for training purposes and integrity as well. So they do have cameras there. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I mean, what they do with the FFA Cup, how hard would it be to get that, you know, just, just hooked there. up to a computer? Yep. Uh, I'm totally with you on that, Adam. Let's just go into the other uh, results quickly. Yep. 9-2 Melbourne City yeah. over Melbourne Victory. Scott, you do that. I'm going to have to go cough up okay. a Okay, well, the rest of the results, Melbourne City in, in um, Conference A was Melbourne City 9, Melbourne Victory 2. Conference B was Western Sydney Wanderers 3, Sydney FC 1, and the Jets won 6-3 over Canberra. I want to talk about Melbourne City here because... Go for it. They've, what, do Melbourne City actually care about developing young players or they just, they just want to win the youth league? Because they've got the best young crew of talent in the country with mm. some of the guys they've got. They've won two youth leagues. They look on pace to win a third. But can you, Adam, can you name one player they've brought through who's a regular in their team? No. Exactly. No. And this is the point. They've got Ruan Tongyuk, who last year yeah. was excellent when he made his A-League debut and did quite well. And what did they do this year? Did they think of bringing him through? No. You, you they think, signed Jacopo yeah. LaRocca, who mm. fouled at Adelaide as a centre-back. They've now signed Harrison Delbridge as a centre-back. They don't give him an opportunity. I mean, they've got Daniel Arzani and Braden Kelly who scored some unbelievable goals at the weekend. I mean, these guys have been starring in youth league for three years now. Where are they, they get token appearances yeah. on the benches, unused subs. I mean, at some point, Melbourne City, surely you have to give these players a go. I mean, the raw comparison is Coletti and D'Agostino. Twelve months ago, they were in the youth league, playing well, and look where they are now. They're playing in the A-League. They've got opportunities. Melbourne City have surely got to give these players a chance, don't they? Absolutely. Surely. Well, and that's also when you hire someone like Warren Joyce, who has such yeah. great experience yeah. with the, the youth side. the Man United youth team, you'd think he'd know, but... You'd, you'd actually think that they would actually... You're right, with Warren Joyce's appointment and now with Tony Vidmar as yeah, well. Yeah, Tony Vidmar's You yeah, would think assistant. that they would value youth over over recycling these these you know these veterans of the A-League. Yeah. You know, like I said, Ruan Tong, a perfect example. Yeah. You know, he was actually a decent... Like, he had he decent was a damn guy. good centre-back he's, now, he's, now, he's now stuck playing down in... He's fifth Italy. choice yeah. behind Jakobsen and LaRocca yep. and the other centre-back in and, you know and Alex, the centre-back in mm. their mind, and now Delbridge. I mean, yeah. you could almost points, have made a case yeah, where Tong could have been used by the Raw at some point if there was, yeah. I don't know, a loan or transfer yeah. oh, system. Tong could have got a game... <laughs> Absolutely. A game Absolutely. at any point at any of these... Pretty much any other club here get a game, basically. Perth Glory could would probably love to have him. And that's not a knock on Jacob Pepper either, who's no. been a makeshift centre-back, but... You want a young guy coming through? There's, there's, there's your way through. There. If I was another club, I'd start trying to get some of these guys out of Melbourne City and yep. offering them first team football because they're clearly good enough. And I, well, I seriously doubt Melbourne City are going to play them because they seem to be hell bent on experienced squad to try and get into the Champions League, which is can, fine, but it comes at a cost of your youth team. That can be a Brisbane football review campaign. Tongi to Brisbane. Yeah, and I can actually tell you that you now you go beyond those names like Crowley, like yeah. Tongi and all that. There's even a couple of those players yeah. that haven't actually even had A-League experience. Dennis Genro is another yeah. one. he's had a, captain. a couple of there, There's even a couple of players below that that I think that are probably given the opportunity would be good enough to play in the A-League. So it's like, you know what, they're hoarding all these youngsters just to win the youth league and make it almost... Yeah, and make a big spectacle. Yeah. Oh, we won the youth league. Look how good we are, but... Yeah, but I think it's... Yeah. Well, that was pretty fun for a segment we thought we'd struggle to get eight minutes out on. It is, it is important to win the youth league, but it's more important to bring players through. I, I would love the Raw to win it, but just more so because it would validate what they're doing at the academy level, what Drew Sherman is doing at the moment, what John Syme did before him. It would be a really good validation of what they're doing. Alan is winning it just for the sake of winning it. All right, I'm going to have to calm you down there, Scott. Okay. We're going to have to get on to segment three because, believe it or not, yeah. we've still got a hell of a lot more to talk about. We'll be back after this. This is the Brisbane Football Review.
You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. back to the Brisbane Football Review. It's segment three. We're going to talk about some of the news and whatnot going around Australian football, starting with the Asian Champions League draw, which we're keeping an eye on as it unfolds live, but... Well, I've got on good authority that I think they've just finished their lobster dinner at uh, AFC House. Oh, have they? Good. (laughs) No fines then for the AFC then? Good. Not yet. (laughs) Would they find themselves... Actually, yeah, they probably would. (laughs) All right. So what we do know about that, though, the Raw will enter in preliminary round two, like last season, home game against the Myanmar champion, most likely Shane United, or the Filipino champion, to be confirmed FC, again on uh, January 23. Yep. So that'll be another Wednesday night with 3,000 people, probably. Yeah, probably about that. And then they'll progress to an away tie against Tianjin Quinjian on January 30 if they win in round two. The round two game will be at QSAC apparently, which yes. I'm actually not. I'm fine with that. That's one of the. It was reported. I think Vince Rigari reported at first that it will be at QSAC. So, there we go. So that's yeah. Vince. Well, we we were tipped off several months ago that you know it was not going to be at Suncorp. Yeah. And can, can you can you blame them? Like you know, I, I just don't understand the mentality of the fans sometimes that you know it's like. Yeah, you whinge that it's on the Gold Coast. So they move back to Suncorp. Hardly fill it. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. It's, it's too a, hard to get yeah. to. It's, it's exactly. well as if the interest just isn't there. Yeah. In it's terms just, of, you're not gonna, it's not viable to hire Suncorp for it. Especially for the preliminary rounds as well. Uh, just uh, just note back on the um, on the potential uh, opponents on round two. The it, the likely uh, Filipino champion at the moment looks like to be Morelco Manila, which actually won Taj Minicon. Oh, it's Taj's so, club. I was going to ask you, it's not Harrison Sawyer's club, is it? No, and, no, no. His is still in the playoffs. Oh, but, good. Um, Morelco, they they finished uh, uh, they finished top of the in the regular season, so and also with so many uh, ex players now involved with the Raw's backroom, it'll be a nice little reunion from like yeah. the two thousand and eight <laughs> to two thousand and ten yeah. Brisbane yeah. Raw. Yeah, yeah but like I said, they've, they've got a trip to Burma uh, to not Burma to Myanmar and the old school. Um, <laughs> yeah, the to, top gear especially. Between, yeah, between <laughs> between so then and that meeting with the Raw on January twenty three. One thing that that could actually impact, though, the Raw want their away game in Gosford on the 27th of January moved due to the potential conflicts of travel, etc. FFA this run. season's really playing out like last year, because I remember last year there was they wanted the Melbourne City away game moved, which was the Den's annual crusade, and guess what the, guess what the Mariners game is? Oh, yes. So again, crusade. it's happened again, but I, absolutely, I agree with John Aloisi, this game has to be moved. Surely, you can't play on a Saturday night and expect them to be in China on Tuesday. No, that's just, play. That's just completely that impractical. Work even, like, yeah. Can the FFA charter? You've got to be like there 24 hours early. early anyway. Yeah, even if the game's on the Wednesday, you've got to be there 24 hours early at minimum, mm. based so on the AFC were, rules. So. Even if they were to, even if they were to arrive back, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking yeah. of the trips up to China. I'm, I'm trying to think. China, yeah. Well, you'd, you'd have to go via Sydney and daily flights. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think who would do daily flights out of Sydney to Beijing. Oh, all, all of them, Qantas, you know, China East and the lot. Oh, the point we, is, it's still to, impractical, though. Hey, we're allowed to mention that. I was just thinking back from last year. Yeah, like. you, the restrictions are gone. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think all of them do. But yeah, like I so said, even if they were to leave Sunday morning um, from Sydney, that gets them up there Sunday night. And yeah. Yeah. with my limited yeah. knowledge of Chinese geography. You know, would they have a yeah. fair bit of inside? Yeah, uh, Tian, Tianjin, sure. Tianjin's about no, it's it's about an hour away from Beijing, so they have to go to Beijing, then then go go out to out east. This so. is all speculative, though, because they do have to win the first game. But if they do, I'm wondering if the Raw would play their first choice team in that playoff game 
if they had they had to go to Gosford at the weekend, they'd probably send the youth game team there. Because there's we all we knew last year, John Lewis he thought I have to rest my players in one game and he chose the playoff game against who was it, Global FC yeah. to rest players. I reckon he would say, Alright, well Gosford away. I'm gonna play younger guys here. Because I'm not it- <laughs> I'm not going to play the senior team Saturday Tuesday in China and I'll probably I'll play them at home here's, in the game here's there. The big, here's the big test is that what 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 will be more important? The league I think or at that, for that week I think mm. they would say oh we want to get into the group stage of the Champions League. Yeah. Whether it's realistic or not, I think that's what they would and the way they'll go. At that coach's call as well, yeah. there was well, there yeah. were questions about that, and Aloisi said, you know, well, we can yeah. learn from that experience last year, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what And he's not going to complain about the draw this far out in terms of Champions League if it's not a priority. But just, but You're just not going to complain about it now if it's not. So. Just the one issue on the on the counter about that, about why this game probably will not get moved, is that, A, the fr- if, like I said, if they move to the Friday, that's, Australia, that's Day. Australia Day, that butts up against um, the, the, the Big Blue, and also, as well, the Raw Mariners game is a one HD game. Yeah, it's a, prime it's a one time HD game. game. That's so the problem. I couldn't imagine them allowing, um, like, through the, the TV rights contract, to have that game well, not happen. Somebody else would have to move into that time slot, whether it's the Big Blue swapping or another yeah. game on the Saturday moving further ahead. That would have to be a game there. But well, funny you mention that. I've just brought up the A League schedule for that yep. round. So that it's Thursday, the twenty fifth of January. It's Melbourne City, Newcastle Jets at Amy Park. And uh, the early game that week is Wellington Phoenix and Adelaide United at 4.35pm. Yeah. So Wellington's out. Yeah. Let's assume they keep the big blue on a Friday. Which so essentially... Yeah. Well, it does lock moving off Australia. That's tradition now. Yeah. And I think the A-League does need to sort of keep that yeah. tradition there. So swap Central Coast in the uh, Melbourne City game. I do actually... Think, I, I understand the Mariners' point here is it's their one of their only two games on free-to-wear for the year. And I think it's one of their only two games on Saturday night at yeah. home for the year. I understand that, but surely the integrity of the, the, the fixtures comes before that. You would because think so. what's the? I mean, if they're all send a B team down there, is it's not going to be much of a draw for them anyway. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So we really should keep moving. I we thought that should. was just going to be a quick touch mm, on. We have a fair bit to get through, don't we? Uh, Avram Papadopoulos. The hearing was on Friday. The decision was deferred to be made. Well, now this week. Who, who do the MLP think they are? They think it's they're an the, the high board. court. High Court of Australia or something. What's they? What's taking so long? At a guess, they probably figured there's no rush to get the yeah. decision out because they know it's going to be somewhere yeah. in the vicinity of six to eight weeks, yeah. like we talked about last week. You still think a decision to be made by now? Yeah. Well, the only thing I would so- sort of say as a counter to that, is, though, is it's not like they're going to say, "Oh yeah, you're you're all good. You're back playing this week, and it's going to throw everything mm, into right. chaos." Now. We're going to get into some listener interaction that we had and talk about Tim Cahill leaving (laughs) Melbourne City this morning. That was a uh, fun story to have. It's not exactly unexpected, though. It's been kind of rumoured for a while. Just as you get them up, the social media up, do you reckon he's any chance at the rule? Any chance? No. I don't think he's much Uh, chance either, but I do think he'd fit in quite nicely. I mean, talk about the crosses put into strikers. I mean, that's tailor-made stuff for Tim Cahill, but you're right. I don't think there's much of a chance of him coming here. I think it would be a great marketing decision, but from a footballing perspective, I'm not actually sure who you'd rather have. I just don't think... Cahill to get the crowds in in the short term. Because he hasn't played that much in Brisbane, when you think about it, but... Yeah, I think, yeah, no, it won't happen whether... Oh, look, I'd like, love to see it happen, but... Realistic, Says the Evertonian. Yeah, absolutely. That's half, half yeah. of the fun. Well, there was a story out there today about Cahill possibly founding Cahill FC and 
you know, filling it out with... I wonder who f- sourced that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Def- definitely not fake news. Never. <laughs> Never. No such thing. All right, so I'll go through some of the Facebook comments we had while Scott can bring up the Twitter ones. Yep. Um, so a lot of them were, I'd say, fairly mixed. 50-50, would you say? Yeah, roughly. Well, I think if you could get him, there wouldn't be too many people upset, but there probably also wouldn't be too many people ecstatic. The one thing that did kind of jump out at me was the number of people that think this season's a write-off already. It's round nine. Even if the A-League part is a write-off, and I don't think it is, but you still got the Champions League campaign, which could be a... which could have, You could absolutely use him for that. Mm. At the, that's at the very least, if you did assume the A-League campaign is... I don't think it is, but... Still got the Champions League. There's Ooh. obviously a few jokes about the about the Britain Age of the home. Yeah, look, that's that's fair, I guess. As expected. Yeah. Well, uh, we had this one from Raphael Berman. I think we could find him useful, but for a guy that never wanted to come to the A League because he didn't think it was good enough, then did and now wants out. It's all about legacy. The only legacy I see here is that he doesn't care about anyone but his own fame. So that sounds about right, actually. Yeah, <laughs> can't argue that. And Alexander Pollock, uh, no, fantastic servant for Australia, but right now it's all about Tim, not about the team. I hope he gets a gig that gets him game time ahead of Russia, but not with us. Yep. yep. I think yep. I'm, I'm on board with that. Like, yeah. For the Socceroos, I want him to play, but in terms of the Raw, yeah, I'm not really a big fan I'm of that. Not, I, don't, I don't necessarily want the Raw servicing the national team's needs in that respect. Someone uh, else can have him for four months. And this one from Simon Tanner, he wants to start more games, but I think he would not suit our starting 11, but would be more suited to a super sub role, therefore a waste of time for both him and us. Yeah. Now, if he was to stay in the A-League, one thing that really does jump out at me, Western Sydney Wanderers, he's from there, was mentioned as a possible signing when he came back to the A-League, and they need a striker with Oriol Riera out. You mentioned that, I'll give go one better, Adelaide United. He's not from there, but they've lost Kareem Matt Moore this week, so there's room for him. Look at their strikers. George Blackwood, good young player, not scoring goals. Babadiwara has been disappointing. I think he could walk in there as a first-choice number nine and get the games he wants. And they're also a club that really needs that that bounce, that marketing bounce at the moment, because crowds for them, as like, like Brisbane, have been fairly underwhelming, and there's a big battle brewing at the moment within South Australia about... About home, more about Cooper Stadium, about yeah. you know building a new stadium. So I think if I'm not sure, it's not. I don't think Greg Griffin's involved there anymore. But whoever the management is at Adelaide United, I think they're really eyeing. Not only would it be from an on-field perspective, but also for that you know, that marketing sugar hit. And just one from Chris Jones. Timmy leaves week before Super Duper Mega Star Wars round. <laughs> I think that just means Timmy's more of a Trekkie. If you say so. <laughs> I've got a couple from um from Twitter. The Patriot says no. No benefit at all. Wouldn't score goals. Wouldn't bring in crowds. Not that well liked. Just mostly tolerated as long as he can score goals for the Socceroos. So basically saying not required. I've also got the um, Melbourne City perspective for you from Roberto. As a City fan, no to Brisbane. No real issue with him playing for you, playing for the Raw, but we don't, we don't get to play Melbourne They don't play in Melbourne for the rest of the year. And yep. there's no chance for the f- return. So the City fans are kind hey, of want the return. Finals. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Nelson as well. I said it's... Uh, Good to see that our colleagues in yeah. uh, Melbourne talking city uh, actually yeah. sharing yet our quick poll. <laughs> if they listen to this, they can get. Why don't they should get onto their youth team as well and try and find out why they're not playing in the first team? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We won't take uh, Cahill, but we wouldn't mind a yeah. couple of the players. We'll from have Crowley, Tongi, and Arzani, guys. That'd be just fine. All we'll right. look after them for you. 
So, uh, yeah, Katrina Gorey nominated for Sports Star of the Year at the 2017 Q Sport Awards. Jeff Horn won because he punched yeah. Manny Pacquiao. He's a big football oh. fan too, Jeff Horn. I played with... His brother was in my junior team at Acacia Ridge. And so. from memory, he was actually at that global game He was, yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we remember because yeah. he was able to go and introduce yeah, himself individually to everyone in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, look, that, look, that's uh, it was a pretty stacked field with yeah. you know world champions, Olympic champions, and like so for for Katrina to actually get nominated, I think is a huge honour itself, yeah. and it's a good sign of where she's going yeah. as a player as well. Uh, Sam Kerr, congratulations, AFC Women's Player of the Year, oh, yeah, fourth Australian to win it. Expected. Okay. Yep. Uh, Football Queensland, they're changing the promotion and relegation rules for 2018. All teams now eligible to be relegated, and now it's only on senior team Good. results. Good. Yeah. That's what it should have been in the first place. Yeah. Uh, look, there's, there's a few issues uh, leading up to you know MPL and QPL next year, but I think yeah. it's actually one of the decisions that it's almost like a case of it's about time. Yeah. Now, I think the whole exemptions thing was, was really nonsense, I think, and people were hard to follow that along. So, but the main thing as well that was cleared up was that the Brisbane Royal Youth team are definitely not exempt. No. Everyone's available to be relegated just the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. None of this special treatment stuff. Uh, quick story also on Ant Postacoglu possibly going to the Citigroup's Yokohama F Marinos. I, I think I said that right. I yeah. actually read a something on Twitter this morning that they reckon that he he's out of the running. That uh, they've got, uh, I think, Pablo Bento, I think, from Portugal. I'll have okay. to well, so that. much for that. Yeah. So, the City Football Group would make sense for him because they've got connections all around the world. So yeah. if he did well there, they'd be able to recommend him to a club in Europe, but I think he's got his eyes on going to Europe now, yep. as and opposed look, to Yokohama. There is one thing Ange Postacoglu doesn't lack, and that's ambition. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I keep joking about him taking over from Arsene Wenger, but while he probably won't do that, he probably could go to a Champions League... Cl- he probably thinks he could go to a Champions League cu- club and do... He above fifth, I reckon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so that was <laughs> our Tottenham at the moment. Yeah. yeah. He also might get you closer than 3-1 at Man United, but... What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, Scott and I uh, have definitely not been yelling at each other in the breaks. About no, not at all. Result with Paul Pogba's brutal stamp on Hector Bellerin. Anyway. All right, so two big stories to Talk close. fake news. <laughs> we'll start with the World Cup draw because I spent way too much time on Friday going through those draw simulators <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. You didn't come up with this group though, did you? No, I don't think I did actually. Okay. So Australia have been drawn in groups here with France, Peru and Denmark. Not the worst no. draw, but not not the easiest one either. I'm actually pretty happy with it. Oh, look, I think um, it's it's a it's a very manageable group. I think a lot of the people out the naysayers out there are saying, "Oh, it's the ninth, eleventh, and twelfth teams in the world." But FIFA any, rankings are a lot. Yeah, I was going to say Thank that. You. I was saying, you know, Thank you very much. For you don't that. want to take too much on that because you know, at the end, of, I think it's a manageable group. I think every well, France probably are. Favorites to win all yeah. three games and go through first, but I reckon that it's going to be tight between those yeah. those other three nations, you know, yeah. Australia, Peru, and Denmark about who actually finishes second. I think they each each has a feel they got a chance against the other. It's three playoff teams when you look at it. I mean, Denmark went through the playoffs, so did Australia and Peru. It's three playoff teams and one of the nominal favorites for the tournament. So from France's perspective, it's a great draw. For Australia, it's entirely manageable. I think the most important game for Australia is in the first round of matches, not Australia France. Peru, Denmark, you want you want to draw there. That's what set up Australia in 2006, a nil-all draw between Croatia and Japan. When we were losing to Brazil, they drew nil-all, and that gave us the chance to go through. So I think a draw in that game between Peru and Denmark, and we're well on our way. Mm. And the way I kind of look at it as France, 
as pointed out on the Fox Football podcast, which I was listening to before, they can start tournaments quite slowly. I think yeah. they yeah. said in the last four World Cups, yeah. they've either drawn or lost their first game three times. Well, just, yeah, they lost so, to Senegal in 2002. Yeah, I was going to say, 2002 was a disaster. And 2010, they didn't even turn up. They spat the dummy, basically. So I'm pleased that that happened again, because yeah. that would be great for Australia. So look, France deserved favourites, yeah. but it's one of those things where you can't rule out anything. But it's funny as well that, you know, just with, about France, that, you know, there's a lot of name dropping about players that we could potentially come up against. They're not all going to start against, you know, no. start, like, see, when you're talking Griezmann, Mbappe, Giroud, um, Lacazette. Yeah, Lacazette. <laughs> that, of that four, I hope, they, I hope they play that four because they'll be completely imbalanced. Yeah. So. And just quickly from an Arsenal fan perspective, I do find it quite funny how Giroud has been starting for France and Lacazette has been starting <laughs> for Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> but, and look, as much as I like those two guys because they're currently playing yeah. for the right team, Please. I do. <laughs> I have got the weekend it. again? And I move on, I'll get the other points to make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they can have very bad yeah. games. Yeah. So, but yeah, if they can get away with a win out of Denmark and or four Peru. points, basically what you're looking at four yeah. points and goal difference. I think they can. Be, I think they can beat Peru, Denmark. Yeah. I think that's going to be a hard fought draw. They're they're just a solid team yeah. with one superstar. Yednak's going to shut down Ericsson. Yeah, he hopefully. plays for Tottenham, and we know what they do in yeah. big games. <laughs> oh, I apologise to my father. <laughs> <laughs> on some of the other groups, so I think. There's no real groups of death, but Group E looks really, really interesting because you've got Brazil, they're the favourites for the tournament for good reason. And, and Group they F... They were semi-finalists in 2014, of course. You've got Switzerland and Costa Rica both in the quarterfinals and Brazil as well. So that's three teams that made the last eight at the World Cup four years ago in the same group with Serbia. There are a, a lot of games... A decent European that you, team. That's yeah. a tough group. There are a lot of games that I look yeah. at and just go, I really want to watch that. So... I may not be getting a whole lot of sleep in the month of June. <laughs> so there's also some games you don't really want to watch, yeah. though. The th- Morocco, I, Iran, Tunisia, Panama. I mean, yeah, I think we all agree that you know when 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 watching the draw live was that when they came to draw pot four, I think everyone was cursing on Saudi Arabia because I think they got the plum draw. They did. Also, one other quick point for the Australia's draw: the first game against France, eight a.m. eight p.m. on a Saturday night. I mean, you couldn't wish for a better draw. Prime and it took time. what, like four hours for someone in AFL media to say, "Oh, by the way, we've got a game on at that time." Yeah, too. exactly. Which good luck with that. I reckon this yeah. France Australia game will outrate Origin. No, it's right. about the they same time. Yep. It, we, we, I mean, look, Origin's mm. cared about by two states. This is nationwide. I think it'll outrate it. Yep, absolutely. And I honestly cannot wait for the World Cup. The only downside is if the Socceroos do happen to progress, their knockout games are going to be either midnight the morning before <laughs> the Gold Coast Marathon or 4 a.m. the day after the Gold Coast Marathon. So, well, if they oh, finish second in group that, and everything goes well in group D, Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria, you, you'd expect that Argentina will probably win that group. So, yeah. oh, be good. So you're going to have to shut down Messi, then that'll be fine as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and the last story that we're going to touch on, we know this has been a very long segment. Thank you for bearing with us, but FFA versus FIFA. Oh, Lowy and Co. This. lost their vote. Their 9411 agenda was voted down by the current Congress. It was 7-3, to three, I believe, in seven the final vote. 7-3, yep. Yeah. The, F- and they the one a- A-League club vote voted it down, and so did New South Wales and Victoria. And they needed a 75% majority right, yeah. to pass that under, I believe, FIFA and Australian corporate law. Something so. like that, yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, meeting in Zurich at some point to determine the next step. Uh, the meeting's Lowy... been held. We don't. Tuesday, we don't, we don't know, know what's happened in sheet, it. All right? yeah. We don't know what happened. That's the problem. Well, that's even they've, they're not even sure if it actually happened in Zurich because obviously all the UAE, it, yeah, yeah, happened in Abu Dhabi. So <laughs> we don't we don't know. And like, you know, I asked the question last week whether FFA will 
you know, Lowy and Gallup and Co. were still going to be there. They're still there, but that's not because of that. I think it's the slow-moving machine that is FIFA that's taking its time now. Yep. Uh, Lowy's press conference afterwards, I was watching that. Oh, that was utterly tone-deaf. Oh, that's... that's it's, and Hopefully it, it's the last time we have to hear from him in Australia. It, it was nice of him ridiculous. to quote the Emperor from Star Wars Episode Three, where he says, My resolve has never been stronger. <laughs> that's what... The game's never like been stronger, either, according to him. With Biggest crowd for 8,000 on the uh, weekend. Never been stronger, apparently. We'll, we'll cover that next week. <laughs> but it seems like the normalisation committee is the way to go. So, a couple of names that I came up with for um, the history of yeah. locals coming in. Moya Dodd, Benita Mercedes, Masai? Merciades. Yeah. Merciades, sorry about that. Tony Pinata, Peter Philipop, and um, someone Peter from... Peter Philopoulos, El- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling him Philipop. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> Like some of those guys that have a vested interest yeah. in the sport, and I think you probably find people from some of the yeah. state federations. I definitely as well. think the A League clubs will throw up their own person in. It's whether it's Tony Pinata or someone else. I think oh, they will God, come Pinata. up. They will come up with a candidate. Well, for them. Pinata's I don't think going it, without a job. But I moment, think it so. could be Anthony Di Pietro from Melbourne Victory. That's the one. He I was would be of. an excellent yeah. option, I reckon. But and he's done me. a fantastic job with that club. Mind you, the only the only issue there would be that you know you can't have Ian Robson resign and then he goes. That's Melbourne Victory's problem. Yeah, I know, but I don't think Melbourne Victory. <laughs> but then he maybe can do both so yeah. who knows and also like you would probably want some of the former players involved as well the guys who have in fact well, been named on the was it Mark Bosnich yeah. Stan Lazarides and someone else uh, picking the, the expert panel for the Socceroos coach there we go yeah alright look we could keep going for all this but this is a story that's going to keep going for the foreseeable future uh, the lobster buffet is still apparently going over <laughs> yeah <laughs> over for the Champions League draw. So we're going to take a break and come back and look ahead to this weekend's Gold Coast trip. This is the Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review. It's segment four. We've got to talk about the Wellington game coming up this weekend for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. But before that, Scott... Oh, I didn't even put this in the run sheet, did I? I forgot the plugs. So it's all your fault. Yeah, thank you. It's normally is. Anyway, our Twitter... Wait till you get married. You. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. You can get in trouble for that comment later. <laughs> yep, okay, I think so I'm in trouble for that yeah. right now. Okay, no interruptions this week. <laughs> so it's Twitter at Raw Review, Facebook Brisbane Football Review, the podcast available on Wooshka and iTunes, and email brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com. And with fan camps this week, given the game's on the Gold Coast and there's a lot of travel involved, we've decided we won't be having them this week. Yeah, I can't yeah. be bothered editing it yeah. after driving home from the Gold Coast on Saturday night and then having to go to work So Sunday. this one's actually James's fault. No, this is just me being lazy. Yeah. It's not my fault. Yeah. Well, we're blaming you for it. It's got to be someone's fault. Fair enough. Actually, uh, Adam's fault, maybe? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm showing up, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. for, for work and family reasons, not because I'm boycotting or anything like that. And since we're on the topic of yep. doing plugs, I may as well just uh, give a quick mention to Ginger Sport, a former employer of mine, who are looking for uh, new coaches. And I can honestly say I had an awesome time doing that. Plenty of great benefits. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you do that, check out gingersport.com.au. And, yeah, do it because it's a lot of fun coaching kids football. And it's good doing plugs, actually, isn't it? I know. Without actually having to censor names. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Although, from memory, the number of photos we posted of me in my uniform. For yeah. <laughs> but yes, gingersport.com.au. Saturday, however, 
I'm not working because Aurora playing the Wellington Phoenix down at Seabus Super Stadium at Rabina. Last time they were there was that friendly against the Chinese national side, which they won 2 yeah. Oh, it was the Chinese Olympic side, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Which they won 2-1. Yeah. I actually had to pause and Last try and remember that. The competitive game was Uruwa, wasn't it? Way back in the Champions League. That's Last competitive yeah. game, yeah. Yep. And if you don't count those Gold Coast games as competitive fixtures, because <laughs> they rarely were. <laughs> all right. So uh, their all-time record on the Gold Coast, played 10, won four, drawn two, lost four, of course. And they have beaten Wellington down there before 2-0. Uh, and that was in 2011 with the game move because of the floods. Yep. yep, that's right. So... Against Wellington overall, it's 18 wins, 7 draws, 6 losses. Big chance for the Raw to continue the momentum yeah. they built last week. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd, I'd keep that same starting 11, which probably means they won't. Yeah, with the momentum, it's a great chance. They've got 5 out of 6 at home now, including 3 in a row. It's a huge opportunity for them. And to start that with Wellington, who are not travelling that well at the moment, given their results. They also don't travel well as a team away from home. This is a tremendous opportunity. As for the starting lineup, I think you'd be crazy to change it. You'd be absolutely crazy to change it other than if Jade North's 100% fit, I can understand bringing him in for Jacob Pepper to give you two natural centre-backs. But outside of that, you don't change the front third. I, don't, I think the front third functioned well enough last week and I don't think Brett Holman or Fahid Ben Kalfala have done enough to be automatic walk-up starters when fit. If they're healthy and on the bench, that's fine. But to me, that's the limit of it. The only point I would actually say as a counter to that... Would you start Ivan Franic in the right wing spot That's, ahead of Skipetis? That would be the only uh, option, but yeah. I was going to say, as I said at the top of the show, no, I think for I think for at least for the foreseeable future, mm. put him off the bench because he's, he's also that utility player. That he can play, he can play, even though it's he's a, it's one-sided, he can play right wing, he can play right back, he can... He's got he, a left foot too, he still showed it at the weekend. Yeah, so I think you, you actually pick um, Ivan Franic as your, as your utility player and work from there. He's sort of that 12th man option yeah. is... Who I think he really gains sharpness as well. I don't think he's fully yeah. fit yet. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I suppose, on Wellington, would you be at all concerned if the Raw went down 2-3-0 early? Yeah, you would be. <laughs> you would be concerned, but we've seen in the past that Wellington can cough up a lead. That Kaludovic is in excellent form, though. That's the danger for them. And if that you, is also why you'd yeah. want Jacob, uh, yeah. Jade North to come back in. Yeah, Kaludovic is a danger for them. But outside of that, they're not travelling that well at the moment. I think this is a game which surely it's going to be three points. It has to be. Like, for uh, me, it's no question yeah, about that. Yeah. For me, I think it all depends on which Wellington t- team shows up. I I honestly think that, yeah, I think Raw should be good for the win, but you just just got to worry that, you know, that if Wellington actually show up, they, they may actually cause a bit of trouble. Like I said, they're, they're attack, surely attacking Surely, if the Raw's as good as everyone thinks they are, surely they win this game even if Wellington turn up, though. Surely. This I, is, I think so, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be... It's time to making excuses. Yeah. This is one that, I suppose, under a different circumstance, you'd be saying anything yeah. less than a two-goal win would be disappointing. Yeah. But frankly, mm. I don't care if they win at 1-0 at the moment. Yeah. Just win the damn game. This is, for me, results build performance, not yep. the other way around. I agree. Yeah. And if they can, you know, whether it's a 1-0 win, 4-3, 5-1 or whatever... Yeah. This yeah. is a sort of game where you look at and go, something big needs to happen, especially with, as we mentioned before, the homestand coming up. Yeah. Hmm. And not easy games in the homestand. I think Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory in that run as well. So it's not, there's some big games in there coming up. From memory, there's actually... Oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Victory's next weekend. And then I think there's like a Thursday-Monday doubleheader. Yeah. I think it's Wanderers <coughs> and Melbourne Victory. Oh, Wanderers Sorry about Sydney that. Sydney FC, something like that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just... Coughing up a lot yep. here, the ventilator's wearing off. But, um, yeah, 
What sort of crowd are you expecting down there? So all members do get access to yep. this game, and they should, should have been tickets, ticket last week. Which, if not, I would suggest calling up and getting that sorted as quickly yeah. as possible. And free train travel too, so that's yep. gonna be a nice little save. I think the Den are on a train leaving uh, Roma Street or Brisbane Central around about two thirty. So that'll probably be the loud one if you want to avoid that. <laughs> oh, look, or or get, involved. get involved. That's, that's the other thing I said. I remember you know, going back down in the days when we used to travel down for Gold Coast. You know, that's some of the best uh, train yeah. trips. So, look, it's... Uh, well, almost the trip your... down was fun. The trip back was rarely anything. Yeah, I remember the yeah. train trip back from those Champions League games were usually pretty brutal. Oh, oh you trained down for those, did you? Uh, yeah, unlucky. I just parked at uh, Dutton Park for the first two games and caught okay. it all the way down thinking, I've got a free train trip. I'm going to make the most yeah. of it. And, yeah, going home, that was quite brutal. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to conserve your phone battery. On yeah. the crowd, though, it'd be very interesting to see what sort of crowd they do get. The weather you mentioned should be pretty good, but you've got the concert on at Suncorp, the team in consistently, the travel, the effort to get down there. I think anything between five and 7,000 would be should be considered a, a Anything success. over five would be good. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's an achievement. Especially since Adam's not showing up. Exactly. <laughs> Adam's not going. That's 5,000 out the door right there. <laughs> I thought it's 5,000 in. <laughs> However... On that note, like you do also worry, like if it's a nice day, how many people are going to say, "Oh, we'll go down, you know, to the beach in the morning and then just stay." Plan there. to go to the yeah. raw game and not go to the yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm trying to think also access to the stadium because I know they close off the area in and around Seabus, yeah. and Rabina tend not to like it if you park there. Mm-hmm. Um, Is the whole but, st- all four stands open for crowd or no word on that yet? Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm no word on the Star Wars stand. Oh, that's right. It's, it is Star Wars round. I forgot to make yeah. a reference to that. The build-up for this. One. So ja- if you know, James will be the one there in a, in a costume, no doubt. Yeah, I'll be dressed as Yoda because we're the same size. Okay. Oh, come on. Even the Star Wars fan doesn't get it sitting next to me. No. Nobody right. understands your Star Wars references. Except the millions of people that have made it the world's <laughs> biggest movie franchise. They're not in this room, though. Yeah, you guys are hopeless. Oh, I'm, 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 a star, I'm a Star Trekker, so... <laughs> Well, I wonder when we're going to have a Star Trek round for... Never. For the sake? Or, <laughs> is that what you mean? Never. Mm. <laughs> anyway. anyway, that's about enough stalling, I think. Yeah. Uh, how's the Champions League draw going, Adam? A lot of pretty uh, graphics, but not much action at the moment. <laughs> pretty graphic. Oh, graphics. Sorry, I think yeah, you said pretty, pretty graphics something else. No, nah, <laughs> like I said, it's actually, it's actually not too bad. But uh, yeah, no, no, no worry. But we expect that... Um, yeah, Brisbane Raw will probably be in Group E or F. We might put those groups up on our yeah. social media when they do come through. Along with this episode as well. Because yeah, I'm going out to dinner in about half an hour. Okay, so okay. We better wrap this up then. Yep. Yeah, if we have to. All right, round 10 fixtures. Melbourne victory against Adelaide United. So that goes back to the days of the Jedi-Sith rivalry. Okay, if you said... This will be a good game though. I mean, victory's resurgence is interesting. Yep. But I do think... Well done with your joke, by the way. You got a laugh. Yeah, just not on mic. <laughs> yeah. Victory's, I think Victory's resurgence here might carry them through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually thinking Adelaide. You think? Yeah. Just one of those gut feelings. Okay. Oh, wait. Did I say draw in my preview for no, work? I see them. I don't <laughs> I know. Forget. I only wrote it this afternoon. Sorry. Um, just quickly. Uh, off mic. Can you get us the lights, please? Because Adam's struggling to read. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We just got our production assistant coming and helping us out. <laughs> my eyes are even worse than I thought. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to read the pictures here. <laughs> Okay, Melbourne Victory, Adelaide United. What was your tip, Adam? Um, I think Melbourne Victory. Just. All right. Victory. All right, and then we've got the Sydney Derby straight after the Raw Wanderers uh, game. Draw. I 
Sydney FC will win this with Wanderers depleted. And I just want to say, what a terrible shame I'm going to miss this game travelling home from the Gold Coast. I just I, I can't believe I'm going to miss this game. It's such a big game. I'm going to miss it. What a terrible shame. It's later this week, weekend too. Yeah. Sydney FC, I feel like, are going to force choke uh, the yeah. life out of this game like Darth Vader does to people that question him. So that'll be Oriol Riera then? <laughs> he won't be playing yeah. apparently. No, he's not going to play. Nor, nor Milos Kipic either. So. My biggest thing about the derby, how many people are going to show up? Yeah. Because like, with the month that Australian football has had, they need they to get 50,000. They got 60,000 there last year in round one at Homebush. They would want something similar to that again. Yeah, 50 would be a victory. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard any um, pre-sale figures, which is a worry, because yeah. normally they like they like to... It's a sky to that, oh, there's, you know, 50,000 tickets pre-sold or or whatever. So I haven't heard any crowd figures, which might be a bit of a worry. That we, it might be, you know, a sub-40. If it's under 40, that's a big worry. And then uh, finally, to close out Saturday's trilogy, it is Perth with yet another home game against the Newcastle Jets. And I think Perth just might win this game. They're stronger at home, and the Jets have got some players out missing. Yeah, so. I, I, look, I agree. I think, um, yeah, it's a, a real... A real game where you know Perth can at least put something back together. They they weren't that bad against um, against Central Coast, but obviously at home they seem to grow a few yeah. more legs. This is a big test for the Jets, but I think they're going to yeah. get it done. I don't think O'Donovan's back yet either, which is a big loss. Ah, uh, Joey Chambers will be fine. And then finally on Sunday, Melbourne City against Central Coast Mariners, third versus fourth. But you wouldn't know it based on the news reports surrounding the clubs this no. past week. I think the Mariners are a real chance of winning this game. I do too. I absolutely think they're an excellent... Adam, just quickly. I think draw. Draw. All right, and now we're going to go back to Saturday at 4.35pm and get our predictions for this game. I'm going to go 3-1 Raw. 2-0 Brisbane. 2-0 Brisbane. And Adam? 1-0 Brisbane. Okay, now just as a point, none of us have gotten anything close to right in the last three weeks. I I would not be following our tips if I were you. Go for anything other than those three results and you'll be fine. That's it. All right, that's going to be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Adam, any last uh, updates from the Champions League? Uh, hang on. Have they UAE the have just been drawn out, so they've just started, so there's no point storm. We'll post it later. Yep, that's oh. it. It's been a very long episode. We want to get out of here. Yep. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure uh, you enjoy It's no your... World Cup draw anyway, let's be honest. Exactly. All right, enjoy the football this weekend. Hope to see everyone down at Rabina on Saturday afternoon. It's been the Brisbane Football Review.